It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Don't like menthols. No. <laughs> Lucy's going to do the entire podcast in Maddie Healy quotes. No. No. Okay. But seriously, everyone. I know we don't usually start the podcast like this, but I went to the 1975 last night and it was the best night of my life. You can probably hear by her voice that she's a little bit croaky. She's been belting a little heart out to 1975 power ballads. Seriously, probably should say, welcome to the shit show, everyone. Your favourite chaotic news podcast um, run by your chaotic fangirl and boy, uh, Squish and Loose. Um, Yes, last night, 1975, best... Best concert of my life. Like, I am shook. I feel like, I literally feel like when I was 15 and I went to One Direction. I'm going to write about it all in the newsletter so you can go and read about it there. But Nick, he came into the middle of the crowd and sung Be My Mistake. He was he trying to find you, Lucy. Guys. He was trying to find you. He yeah, knew I you were there. I think so. I think so. But I was like hightailing it halfway out the door by the, and then he was like because usually they don't do an encore right so it's like okay being like we can I was go. in encore well it wasn't an encore but it was like he's filming um these little films right now for instagram or for the internet or for him i don't know and he was like i'm filming a film if you want to go home or you need to go home you can but I'd like to come into the middle of the crowd and sing the song. And then I was like, oh, my God. We literally got the best show in the world. I'm, like, really – I'm normally hungover and emotionally hungover. I'm doing it all again tomorrow night. Oh, Nick, get a photo of that. <laughs> Everyone, our cat, Tinkerbell, who is – how old, Squish? Oh, about 100 – but she's rubbing her face on the mic stand so i think i need to take her out <laughs> oh, she's just joined squish for the podcast you could probably hear her rubbing her mic you know how cats like to scratch under their chin all right plus this is not working oh, i thought it would be cute to have her and cute. i forgot how much she loves to sit on laptops <laughs> that was so cute anyway 1975 best concert of your life Anyway, all of this is to say, best concert of my life, doing it, all, doing it all again tomorrow night. Up in Auckland? Yeah, up in Auckland on my own this time. Mm-hmm. And that also has to count for my weirdest thing on the internet this week because, squish, I didn't bring anything. <laughs> how are you? And how's Tinkerbell? And what's your weirdest thing? I'm good. My battery is low. 
Um, it's coming to the end of vintage. Last fruit today, so that's good. Oh yeah. It's I'm I'm ready for a I'm ready for a holiday now. Oh, I also saw. I know I was meant to talk to you about this. Um, I saw you've been doing a wine swap with someone through the shit show. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. What, so tell us about that. Some listeners of the shit show um, have a little wine label down in uh, Christchurch or North Canterbury. Um, Vita, Vita Wines. They do some really cool um, natural, organic wines. And they slid into the shit show DMs. And I was in the middle of vintage, so I didn't see it for a couple of weeks and I felt really bad. But no, we I sent, out, oh. I sent down some of um, some mahi wine to them and they sent a couple of bottles up to us. So we've been having them with our lunches as a as a team, which has been very cool. That is so cute. When because every now and again I'll go into the shit show DMs and like see if there's anything I needed to read or see because Nick doesn't pass on. Obviously, like things like this happen. Um, I have no idea they're happening and they're really cute. So I was in there the other day because someone sent a message request or something and I was just like oh my god that's so cute that listeners have sent wine and you've sent wine and um I was like need to talk to Nick about that on the mic because I hadn't even everyone you heard it here first and so did I from Nick here on the mic first um also apologies if you can hear my computer absolutely screaming in the background sometimes it can't handle sometimes it can't handle us Nick (laughs) how many chrome tabs do you have open is it about 100. Only four. Oh, because I've got 100. Oh, God, yuck. Well, is one of them your weirdest thing? Yes, it is. Um, it is pretty weird, Luz. And actually, it was it was um, our father that alerted me to this weirdest thing. Um, and he was very happy. He said it was one of the best days of his life that I've included <laughs> something in the script that he's, <laughs> that he's given. Our dad's lived a poor, sad life. <laughs> yeah, because he's got us for kids. Um, yeah. It's a man took a bath in the Auckland Zoo rhino enclosure, <laughs> which I don't know. <laughs> Probably not my uh, choice of bathing location, but a video has emerged of a man going for a swim in the Auckland Zoo's rhino enclosure after climbing over a barrier to get in. Um, the video showed the man bathing in the water and washing his face. Um, Auckland Zoo said in a statement that he stayed in the water for a number of minutes before oh, responding oh. to staff's instruction to get out of the enclosure, which is, a, to be fair, a pretty good instruction at a time like that. Um, yes. The rhinos were okay. They were understandably startled by the intruder. They don't often get people that aren't their, um, their handlers sort of floating around. Excuse yeah. the pun. Uh, and they were moved quickly to the other end of the habitat where the zookeepers were able to hold on to them and stop them from going and having a play in the water with the uh, with the man going for a swim. Now, I will say, I too saw this on TikTok um, stuff. Did you see the video? TikTok. Yes. I haven't and, seen the video yet. Well, it's I'll send it to you after this. It's just a video of him sort of getting into the water and I mean it, the video had not not really any context it was just like this guy has escaped well I mean it gave all the context it fucking could this guy's gotten into the enclosure but so um obviously this guy's got some things going on in his life like either or it was a prank I mean I haven't read any further into this but that is like the perfect type of weirdest thing story 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's freaking weird. Um, it's <laughs> animal related, which, you know, is extremely on brand. Um, it's homegrown. I don't often get yes. New Zealand things that can relate to a lot of people um, on the shit show. So that's fantastic. So we're we're hitting we're hitting them all. The, sh- the New Zealand based things that we get for the shit show are like more often than not cow floats downriver, person gets into rhino fucking English. Like yeah, are- but everyone can relate to these yes. things. Everyone everyone's everyone's seen a cow floating down the river. You know, it's like <laughs> if I did all of the New Zealand weird things that I saw then people would think New Zealand's such a crazy, odd, weird little place, and we don't want that. And do you know what? All that matters is that Maddie Healy thought that we were a nice, peaceful, peaceful place, and so he mm. felt brave enough to get into the crowd and just... You know when that person parted the sea? This is showing oh, my ignorance. That person? That important person for in some part of religion, I think, parted the sea. That's what it was like for Midi Healy. And also, Nick, the crowd interrupted him singing to sing Tu Te Rama Na Iwi, the whole, the whole song or a verse of the song. And at the start, he was sort of confused because we, like, cut into his acoustic singing, which obviously wasn't the best. But then when he realised what, like, I think once he could distinguish a few Māori words in there, he was like, oh, my God, this is special. Like, everyone sung it. The whole stadium sung it to him. Yeah, and... I don't know. I didn't read the book, but I don't think anyone sung to do to Iwi to Moses. Was it Moses that parted the sea? Yeah. And I don't was. even think Moses could have parted and like had that many respectful people. Just in all, just a Wellington 1975 crowd. Right. We're gonna we're gonna start causing some problems if we continue this. <laughs> no, I know. We're gonna start causing some um, some wars because of. Mm. And that would be the first time war wars has been caused yeah. by religion. <laughs> We're now a comedy podcast, everyone. Okay. We now, never weren't. I would like to talk about um, conservatives for a moment, <laughs> just because we, we're in the, just because we've decided not to cause any more problems on this podcast. Mm. But last week, was it last week or two weeks ago, you jumped on and for your weirdest thing or for something, you talked about Kid Rock and Dylan Mulvaney and Bud Light. Grandpa's getting and, a little bit frisky. Oh, God. And and since then, there's been some, um, what's the word, when progress happens in a story? Progression? I don't know. <laughs> I'm a bit fucked. <laughs> since then, there's been some more to the Bud Light sort of story. But I thought we didn't actually bring the people, you know, from where it began to where we are now, the conservatives going crazy. And so... I thought we'd do that. Look, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to turn into this big of a um, uh, sort of situation. Story. I know. Mm. So where it all began is in early April. Bud Light sent um, influencer, transgender actress, just all around general great presence online that I see all the time. Dylan Mulvaney, a handful of beers, um, Bud Light beers, and. Uh, they had her name on them, and it was to celebrate um, both March Madness and her first year of womanhood. And so she dressed up as Holly Golightly from Breakfast at Tiffany's. She made, like, a very low-stakes, like, funny video using one of the cans that had her image on it. It was part of a paid sponsorship um, from Bud Light and a promotion for, like... 
a competition where you could win 15k from Bud Light and basically it was just this like really low stakes cute kind of funny video from Dylan Mulvaney I will say that it wasn't just Dylan Mulvaney that yes. got was a part of this promotion it was many other mm. influences as well yeah um yeah they didn't Bud Light didn't just say to Dylan here's the beers it's all yours go crazy yes there was many other people involved in this too totally and then hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In but neck, right wingers did decide to hone in on one person and go fucking bananas about the fact that Dylan Mulvaney, this gorgeous transgender actress, influencer, all of the above, had made this video. They latched on and within hours, the, I mean, we know that anti-trans sentiment um, is fucking running wild on the internet right now. And this was not an exception. Um, they, the right wingers fucking ran, ran wild. Took the ball and yeah, ran. Took the ball and ran. So basically, um, as we heard, people like fucking Kid Rock were like, did all that weird, you know, got a gun and was like shooting Bud Lights, all of these sort of politicians and people that thought they were important online and also music musicians and stuff were saying, like, we don't want Bud Light at our shows. Musicians were, like, using it as a part of their fucking culture war bullshit. So Budweiser, which is obviously part of the whole Bud Light family, um, a distributor cancelled a promotional event in Missouri the same week, citing concerns about employee safety. Anheuser-Busch, who owns, like, everything. Is that the top of everything? Is that right, Squish? Yeah, like the parent company. Like, you know, like... yeah. They said that um, it had received bomb threats. People, conservatives, I should say, conservatives called for a boycott over this can of Bud Light being in Dylan's video. Um, and basically it was just this like huge outrage online that may have caused a slight dip in sales, but also boycotts have been proven in the past to not last very long and um, they don't actually usually cause that much long-term harm to a business and like I saw I was reading some like right-wing media on this and I was reading some sort of left-wing or more central media and the right-wing media on this was like they saw like 40% dips their stock market their stock price fell and then I read that like their prices stock price has been like falling constantly for like years you know that mm. wasn't as you know so it was actually really interesting to read the two different um well it's all about the spin really isn't it isn't it um i watched just before we came online i watched a um fox news video from um they they sort of did like a, a man on the street video in um tennessee mm-hmm and the question was obviously loaded. It was like, what yes. do you think about Bud Light working with transject activist Dylan Mulvaney? And of course, a lot of the the um, 
responses were what you'd expect, you know. Yes. I don't think they should be singling out one group of people. Um, why don't they put someone on the can like a like the military? Oh, was like, my. Guys, it was literally one can that yes. she used in her video. It's not like every can of Bud Light is going to have her face on it for the rest of time. Yes, absolutely, Nick. And, and I feel like that... That's actually what conservatives ran with as well, what you've just said. Like the fact that, oh, all the cans are going to have Dylan on them. No, they were celebrating her one year of being a woman. So, sly. Mm. There was one guy, which I thought was quite, almost kind of poetic. Um, He was getting filmed, but he was standing and just in the bottom of the corner of the shot, there was a homeless person sitting there with like a a sign. And the Mm. guy was like... I just don't think they should be singling out people in our community. We should be inclusive um, to oh. everybody. And then it's like you're a well-off middle-aged white guy yes, standing yes. in front of a homeless person a homeless saying guy. this. Yeah. It's like it, it was an interesting yeah. juxtaposition to me. And and it's also, it's just, yeah, because it's like who are you... Who are you caring about and who are you doing this yeah, for? Yeah, exactly. If you actually gave a shit, you'd fucking be wanting to sort out the dude standing right behind you instead of this fake hypothetical problem that you have turned into something huge. Um, but so, Squish, after a two-week boycott by conservatives, which, as we've just discussed, the impact of that, I mean, Bud Light's earned media from mm-hmm. this has probably done you know more for them as we sort of spoke about, oh, then, totally. then this boycott has knocked them. Um, the chief executive of Anheuser-Busch issued a vaguely apologetic statement on Friday, which, as Vox reported, satisfied seemingly no one. So I'm just going to read you a small part of it. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. And then it went on to basically talk about um, the CEO's military service and the company's history and heritage in America's heartland. And the letter letter actually never mentioned the boycott or Dylan Mulvaney or explained like any context what prompted the letter to be written. I mean, we all know, but we also know that we don't explain things online. It basically gives people free reign to poke holes, pull apart. And Nick, don't you just reckon... And this is not a hot take, this is what I've seen most people saying. Like, them issuing this letter was, it just, like, it was probably the worst thing they could do because the conservatives, they don't give a fuck about this letter. They just want to remain outraged. And they're like, well, it's too bad, you've already done it. And then the everyone else that had no issue with Dylan Mulvaney, you know, talking about Bud Light... They're like, okay, well, now you've just gone back on something that was actually, like, cool and normal that you did. So, no respect from anyone. Yeah, probably just stirring the pot, I guess, is what they didn't want to do. So, if they'd done a massive apology about everything, it would have, yeah, just pissed people off on both sides more. I guess you just let it run. Obviously, we're talking about Bud Light. All publicity is good publicity, really, at the end of the day. Um, the people in supermarkets beating the shit out of Bud Light cans, you know, they're going to forget about it and move on to the next outrage. That's exactly soon. what it is. That is exactly, exactly what it is. That's why boycotts, I mean, whether they're, you know, granted, like, good boycotts or whether they're ones like this that have sparked an outrage and fucking 
stupid shit. They don't last that long. And then, so just to finish off this section, Squish, Bud, Bud Light has now come out with a new, like, all-American advert with Budweiser's famous Clydesdale horses passing iconic American landmarks, including New York City and the Grand Canyon and... This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit. Hell yeah, brother. Don't touch my truck. (laughs) In the meantime, Dylan Mulvaney is continuing to slay, continuing to get that bag. Um, She recently signed on to a partnership with Nike and Squish. Do you know who came out to criticize Nike for including Dylan? I do indeed, but you better tell everyone. Caitlin fucking Jenner, who is transgender herself, just for everyone that has forgotten, also an athlete. Um, She really could have been great in this whole cause. Instead, she was the worst. So she said, it is a shame to see such an iconic American company go so woke. We can be inclusive, but not at the expense of the mass majority of people and have some decency while being inclusive. This is an outrage. Okay, it's not an outrage to begin with. Um, no. That's ridiculous. Is she still running for president? I don't fucking know. Um, I just think, I honestly think Caitlyn Jenner is one of the most fascinating and potentially delusional characters to watch in this whole culture war era because she just embodies so much, but it's like so hypocritical about like most of it yeah she could do so much good but chooses just to not yes absolutely so anyway um squish that is my first conservative chat sort of done Mm -hmm. do you want me to quickly launch into my second story or do you want to break it up um i think go into your second story because i kind of just want to ask your opinions on something towards the end um, and I don't okay. actually know much about what you're about to say next, but I've seen some stuff floating around about it, so I'd actually like to learn. Yes, and this was, everyone, this um, is a story that was thrown into the ring by producer Ruby, who you all know and love. Rubes has just started watching Succession, and first of all, love that for her. Squish, do you watch Succession? Uh, no, but it's on my list of things to do when I'm not so busy. Yes, I, tr- I think you will love, love, love it. And so anyway, she... Said, have you been following the Dominion slash Murdoch slash Fox News whole saga? And I was like, I've been seeing headlines about it, but I haven't sort of deeped it. I haven't gone into it. And she was sort of like, it's really, it's quite interesting. Um, could be a good shit show story. And then, you know, as soon as someone mentions something, you start seeing it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she like mentioned it on the day where the case got settled. And so anyway, one of the year's most hotly anticipated trials um, reached a stunning conclusion squish before stunning. it even began. So this is Fox News. They have just settled. They are paying $787 million to Dominion Voting Systems for the lies that Fox News spread um, that sort of damaged Dominion Voting System's reputation during the 2020 presidential elections. So at the very heart of all of this, this is a defamation case. Like, this is basically Dominion Voting System saying Fox News, 
you defamed us. And so they claimed that Fox News knowingly boosted lies about the voting machine company, that's what Dominion does, yep. rigging the election against President, former President Donald Trump, and that these lies that they spread about Dominion um, caused irreparable harm to its business. Squish, this case was supposed to go to trial. Like, it was supposed to be like a five-week trial um, and it was going to be quite embarrassing for Fox News because it was going to show, like, um, that some of the Fox produce like, emails and text messages from Fox producers and, and on-air people and executives, including Rupert Murdoch, um, it was going to show, like, stuff from them that was sort of showing that they didn't even believe the sort of conspiracy theories that, that Fox was saying mm. and that Fox officials, like, privately sort of knew what they were saying wasn't true. I mean, it's obviously worth more than 787 million, almost, well, I mean, the best part of a billion dollars for them not to yes. have these um, secrets, I guess, being revealed. Because, I mean, it would topple their entire... Yes. I mean, it probably wouldn't, let's be honest. I yeah, mean, <clears throat> I know. People are still going to tune in no matter what, how bullshit uh, yeah. their, their lives have proven to be. Um but yeah, obviously that's a, a large sum of money. Yes. It shows how much money they make off spreading, you know, essentially yes. lies. Well, based on what you've said, you've touched on two things that I did really want to talk about is that, yes, one of the most important things and the reason that people are so like, like really into this case um, is that like it like was settled right before all of this came public. Mm -hmm. So like you said, there are things going on that it's worth the best part of a billion dollars for them to not have out in the public. And yeah, like you said, the price of spreading this fake bullshit is obviously a fucking, like one, they make a whole lot of money on it because if Dominion hadn't called them out, they would still be, you know, they'd have all this money in their pocket. Um, but two, it just shows that like they have these, this is not a hot take. They have these shit editorial standards and they just, it's worth, you know, so much money for them to continue doing shit editorial stuff. Like they would just rather risk it, which is just so like, it's just so bad for our media, which is meant to be holding people to account to be like lying, mm. not a hot take, but isn't that crazy? And so I did read like quite a dense Politico article on this. Um, and like it did say that even though this is like for people like us and for a lot of, a lot of American citizens as well, this story has been really good because it shows that what Fox News is like and that they settled because they sort of, you know, didn't want all of this coming to public. Um, but they don't think that this is going to be like a massive turning point in Fox's editorial standards because of what you were just saying about how much money they make off of operating how they do. So it almost feels like they prefer to have a court case or the threat of a court case than just do a good job reporting. Yeah, I mean, it's obvious they were going to lose as well. I think that's the second point that I was going to make. Yes. You know, like, you wouldn't just settle like that. Um, for no something, way. 
that you thought you were going to win. For that amount of money, yeah, if you were confident that you were going to win and that you had no wrongdoing. It's basically an admission of, of guilt anyway. Well, that, exactly, that's it. Thanks for Ruby for that. And thanks to Succession for, like, piquing so many people's interests in, like, the, the ongoings of the media industry. It's mm, such and a And sort of the, the intricacies of, of corporate. Yeah, you all love Succession. Anyway, Squish, that is, that is all of my conservative fucking ranting done sounds like i'm ranting on behalf of them i'm not Mm -hmm. against them um what have you got for me so a couple of weeks ago i talked maybe it was last week or i don't know all the weeks merge into one i think i mentioned about just very briefly about ai songs and like people putting other people's voice over existing songs have you seen um the viral track heart on my sleeve on the internet loose no i haven't so Heart on My Sleeve um, comes from an anonymous TikTok user named Ghostwriter977, and he's created a, a collaboration between Drake and The Weeknd, um, mm. and it sounds, like, unbelievably real. Like, if you, oh, had played wow. it, yeah. if you had played it to me and not told me that, I'd think it's just another Drake and The Weeknd song. So it sounds just like them, right? Fuck, yeah. It's quite uncanny. You've talked a little bit about AI on different podcasts in the past. I think you did a Culture Vulture episode with Liv. Even from when you did that to now, I feel like AI has um, transformed so much. Um, and I was kind of just interested to hear your thoughts on... on All of it. On all of it. <laughs> Obviously, there's enough audio out there to probably create AI... Yeah. Especially of you, AI copies of you, and they could be having podcasts saying whatever they like. I mean... Um, so that's a little bit freaky, but it really feels like we're on the precipice of intellectual property laws just being thrown out the window and people can create whatever they yeah. want with people's voices. Or- I mean, you can, in your absence, basically this whole question is something that Duncan and I have talked about on the shit show at like at length, at length. So everyone, if you want some smarter takes than what I can give, Duncan has, Duncan's like, he's an enthusiast, right? He's a seven Enneagram seven and he just loves new technology. So he's like deep into how we can use AI like to help us. I mm-hmm. find, I mean, the intellectual property stuff, I'm just like, I always think that once the new technology is there, it's almost too late to like go back and retro- retroactively try and put laws in place. Like we found with social media. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Absolutely. Um, so on the legal side and on the like um, sort of making sure people are paid for, for what is being taken of theirs, etc. I think that's going to be a fucking nightmare. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it will ever happen on the practical side. It's actually funny to listen to the evolution of these podcasts. Like, me and Liv, first of all, like, fuck that. It's going to, like, ruin creatives' lives. And then that was with Dali too. And then ChatGPT came out and I was like, oh, like, hmm, it probably couldn't take my job. Someone wrote a whole newsletter training it to do my job. And so then I was like, holy fuck. But now I'm like, how can I incorporate it to actually benefit me? So, like when I've been planning itineraries to like go places or, you know, recipes or movies like Camp Rock or Lemonade Mouth, like I've been using it to like benefit me 
in my life or trying to find ways that I can. So then I'm like, oh, this is actually quite a cool advancement. But you, I think what you said about the genie being out of the bottle um, absolutely hits the nail on the head of, of how I feel about all of it. Like we might as well roll with it because we have to, but the, the mm. fucking legislation... I think, yeah, I think it's going to create way more problems than it's going to solve. Do uh, you? In the short term, at least. I think, okay, this is going to be, and this is not a very thought out take. I think it will create more like um, intangible problems, not the right word, but like corporate problems, like legal problems, but maybe help in more practical ways at the beginning. Like it'll create way mm. more like headaches, headache problems, but. Um, the benefits of it practically, I think, and this is just from someone that's like not a suit and isn't going to have to bear the brunt of these problems. I mean, the worst that can happen to us is that someone could create what we do with our voices and like our likeness, but I'm still, I don't know. It's kind of like fucking bananas the way that it's taken off. It's kind of cool to be living through, do you reckon? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like especially in the in the time from when you did the Dali Two yes. episode to now is like just totally like a I totally know. different ball game now. I will say that's scary. Yeah, that's scary for artists though. Oh, for sure. I've got a good news story. Yes, yes, and it's another New Zealand uh, story, and it's another animal story. Okay. So, boom, hitting them. Not hitting the animals. Uh, no, and this one would be really bad to oh, hit, it like like really bad. Um, so the Wahine Toa of Wellington's Kiwi clan, uh, Anahera, is now roaming transmitter-free in the hills behind Wellington. Aww. So it's really important um, to, have trans- to be transmitter-free because it means that the team at the Capital Kiwi Project are confident that Kiwi in this area are establishing territory Aww. and holding or putting on weight. Um Aww. Which means you know that they're they're, they're thriving in their new environment. Um, so we are happy to remove the ankle bracelets from the wahine of the of the squad. And for everyone not from New Zealand, wahine means woman, and Nick's talking about a whole bunch of women Kiwi, which are our native birds. Um, I'm in Wellington right now, and last time I was here, I saw a Kiwi. Yeah, the, you saw the Kiwi at the uh, at Zealandia, didn't you? Yeah, we're again they're trying to protect the Kiwi, but it's amazing that they've been released. I wish someone was that happy when this Kiwi um, put on weight and roamed around. <laughs> yeah, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, someone might take off your ankle bracelet. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, Maddie Healy when he releases my, me from the restraining order. <laughs> mm, okay, I thought we were meant to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> Ruby, delete that. <laughs> um, oh, we'll squish that is bloody good news to end this on. I, I think so too. She's she spent 42 years living in the Otorahanga Kiwi house. Um, she's given birth to more than 60 Kiwi oh. chicks in the 42 years that she's been there. Um, she was rescued oh, from a pine harvest, a, like a pine tree harvest. Um in East Taranaki all the way back in 1980. So she is, um, she's a dead set legend. Um, and now she gets to live her best life in the wild safe. Um, with 13, 13 of her mates. We should put her on a coin. We should put her on a coin. Yeah. It's a bloody good idea. (laughs) Oh, well, that is a great way to end the episode and squish. I know you have to run off, but everyone, if you want to, 
do any wine swaps or you want to chat to Squish, he's over on the shit show Instagram with a bunch of underscores. I'm over on the other side of the morning newsletter. Um, or you can go to our TikTok where I posted every single video that I got from the concert last night, if that is up your alley. Um, but Squish, you have a great day. Thank you. you too. And enjoy the um, enjoy the concert on Friday. I will. You'll see. You'll see all about it. Of course. Okay, everyone. Bye. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.